0: Well, a couple of weeks ago was Grandparents' Day, and I had the opportunity to read The Velveteen Rabbit to a three-year-old preschool class. It was a tough crowd and a hard assignment. 30 minutes I was given. Now, my granddaughter decided to stand next to me and rebrand it as a revival or Pentecostal-like reading of the story by looking out at her class, nodding her head, and saying, that's right, that's right. It was kind of funny. But as children grow, the question is, what will they nod their heads to, and what will their hearts say? That's right. Raising Joyful Children in an Angry World, a podcast dedicated to faithful parents navigating their families through a stormy culture. This is Raising Joyful Children in an Angry World. I'm your host, Paul Osborne. So what is a Christian worldview, and how do we help our children get it? Well, I wanna start with saying when young children are thirsty, hungry, cold, can't find their shoes, their soccer uniform, they mostly say one word, mom. Sometimes it's dad, but mothers are the fixers, heroes. When life has fires and obstacles and challenges for young children, they call out to their mom and moms in general fix it. And that is a worldview. How does it happen? Well, it's our words, love, action, and the words, love, and action form stories in their hearts. I asked my grandson this summer, he said, I'm going to Legoland next week. He said, oh yeah, how do you know you're going? Well, my mom said so. And then when he came back from Legoland and he was building these cars with these tiny pieces, he was saying, hey dad, how does this piece fit in here? Where does it go? See, parents are the first set of worldviews that our kids have. And it's built on words, love, action, and stories. Now, Jesus said, Which of you, if your children ask for bread, gives him a stone? If we who are sinful know how to give good gifts to our children, well, Jesus, who isn't a sinner, says how much more does the Father? The way your children build a worldview in parents and in faith is based on words action, and love. God's Word is the Bible. Our children's prayers, if we take time to have it, reveal God's love and action. And these activities fill our souls with stories and a worldview. This is why J.C. Ryle, in his book, Duties of Christian Families, emphasized telling our children Bible stories. Faith comes by hearing, hearing the Word of God. What are we trying to do is to help our children transition from crying out to mom and dad, to crying out and having a relationship with God, who is the source for wisdom and courage and everything in life. The stories of the Bible present a God we can count on, whose promises are trustworthy. They teach us his wisdom and love and how the world works, and what are the virtues of love, hope, faith, truth, mercy, generosity? What's friendship? What's betrayal? What's good and evil? How do we get wealth? How do we handle it? It's easy to see the Bible as a set of instructions and just mere rules. And I want to make sure we're clear on this. Just like with you, your kids didn't crawl out to their mothers because mom gave them a nice list of rules about I don't know how to behave, which you know we we like them don't follow. Instead, it was based on a relationship, on a loving relationship. And this is the same thing we're trying to shoot for in our relationship and their relationship with their Father in heaven. The stories we share in the Bible that we do and the prayer that we're talking about, that love, action, and stories, well, that invites the Holy Spirit into their souls so that they have those stories to go by. Now, make no mistake. The world knows that the stories we tell and the words that we share are important. That's why there's always a battle over books. We've got one going on right now. Stuff that was clearly adult material. All of a sudden, the world wants to say, no, 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 we need this to go down into the elementary grade level. Don't expect the world's literature today to teach your children about virtues and truth and certainly about God. The old stories like Charlotte's Web on friendship, Wind in the Willows, Velveteen Rabbit about being loved, those that had biblical themes are rarely part of today's top-selling children's book. Matthew McConaughey just came out with a new book. It's called Just Because. It suggests that the world's full of contradictions and suggests that these inconsistencies, if we look at them, will form who we are. I don't know. Sounds like some of the funny stories in green lights, but I'm not sure that it's something, especially for young children, and this is a picture book, not something built for adolescents. The world tries to get us to see things on a horizontal level. As the, it's your race, your ethnicity, your wealth, your lack of wealth, your sex, where you live. points the heart towards all sorts of things that are away from God and inwardly to the self. It sows seeds of doubt and scarcity, but the world's full of injustice. The, the flesh and the world and the prince of this world are trying to cloud our view of God who gives us clear perspectives. There's a societal bend, too, that I think confuses recreation as institutions of learning. A high place of time and energy gets placed on young families, particularly at young ages, around sports. Sports are great. Sports should be done if your kids want to do it, and there can be a lot of fun. But we've kind of adopted this thing that sports teach us about life. You hear it on every single game, and it's always spoken about. But it's a weak substitute in comparison to the Bible. Yes, the the sports can teach something, but most of what I see is nostalgia, like Bear Bryant. It's not the will to win, but the will to prepare to win. Now, that's some wisdom. But when I hear in every game, Team A imposed its will on Team B, that's not exactly wisdom. In fact, I'd suggest a couple of attorneys in Houston have made a small fortune diffusing accusations of pro athletes who have allegedly imposed their will off the field. Our kids need absolute truth. The Bible says that God created the world. He created a world of truth and of order. The Bible says there's only one king, one crown, because there's only one God. God the Lord said, I am the Lord God. There is no other. We have to have a Christian view that this is not an option among many, but this is the absolute truth. This is who God declares himself to be. Now, I also want to say that we... We're going to have to have the book of Genesis, the first book of the Bible, if we're going to have a Christian worldview. Genesis tells us that God created the world to be good, that the evil one tripped up humanity, and though God, not being obligated, then decided to redeem his creation by sending Jesus, the Son of God. And the book of Genesis that lays out the the creation of the world, the God of the world, where evil comes from, its impact on humanity, and what restoration looks like, is always under attack. And it's usually people trying to pit their science, which is their calendar, their timepiece, their measuring systems, on a story, and I'm not saying it's an allegory, but it's a story that isn't a scientific document. And they're trying to bring God down to their level to meet their standards of measurements. You'll rarely hear anyone attack the book on something like the grounds that man is not autonomous. He's not a law unto himself, or is he? And if he's not a law unto himself, then how do we know how to limit that freedom? Something we're going to talk about in the next episode. But every moral debate in our country, every temptation our kids face, always comes down to are you the captain of your own ship are you generating your own morality are you navigating yourself or is there a god and is he involved in your soul and guiding you train up children in the thought life that it's all up to me i get to decide everything i'm in control of all my decisions and the outcomes and you will reach a place where they'll say to you, hey, those rules work for you, but they're not for me. That's your truth, that's not my truth, because they are not understanding God's creative order because it's become all on them. Well, I believe it was James Baldwin, who's certainly not an evangelical Christian, who stated that an invented past cannot be used because it crumbles like clay under pressure. The child that has the Bible has a true past, it will not crumble, and has a secure future, because Jesus has secured it. The Christian worldview starts here. It cannot move forward without these basic truths. The stories we sow into the soul require us to ask, Will this cause my children to stumble, or will it help them come to Jesus? the ultimate battle for the heart and soul is a fight for identity. Our King invites our kids to know who they are, what to believe, and where they belong. Until next time, let's remember the words, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven.